But at the same time, he cashes in on his prize. Does it get to another level? Like what, what is she still single? She still, she thinks it's a prize, right? Um, but what's the end game? There's a, there's a prize at the bottom of a damn Cracker Jack box. I mean, we're going to Chuck E. Cheese today, and my kids are going to get a couple of prizes. They're going to turn in some tickets and get prizes. <laughs> you know, like, okay, it's a prize. It's just not a big prize. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's three brothers, no sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-host, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Um, I am really known for rooting for the villain in a lot of movies. Thanos, Killmonger, Heath Ledger's Joker, Bane. But... Sometimes it's justified. I watched a scary movie called La Lenorna, Lenorna, The Curse of La Lenorna, something like that. It's on HBO Max. So spoiler alert, if anybody plans on watching it, skip the next 20 seconds. But I'm going to try not to reveal too much anyway. I just want to say at one point I was rooting for the monster, ghost, whatever you want to call it, because the little girl was so stupid. And I know you shouldn't call a little girl stupid, but it's a movie, so I feel like I can do it. She's so stupid. Put it like this. They had figured out a way. We don't discriminate. That's right. They had figured out a way to keep the monster out of the house. And she risked it all for a guy ragged ass baby doll. Okay. And it's not like she didn't know. It's not like she was so young that she didn't understand. She knew. She was scared of the monster. She was running away from it. You know, she knew the seriousness of it. But after all was said and done and they safe and sound, she let it back in because she tried to get her damn baby doll. That's all I'm going to say. So at that point, I started rooting for the monster. So I don't always root for the villain. But when you do stupid-ish, then, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm on the villain side now. So check that out if you're looking for a new scary movie to check out. It's, it's decent. They don't make great scary movies anymore. But that one was pretty, pretty decent. So that's all I got. Kept it nice and brief. Nice and brief, nice and brief. Um, <laughs> I want to start by saying it's still Roll Tide Roll. Um, oh, man. People be so happy when y'all lose, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yo, man, it's like, it's like people tear down their goalposts, rush the field just because they beat Alabama. When Alabama wins, it's just another Sunday. So I get it. Cool. Take your win, enjoy. That's that's great. But you know, it's just so funny to see so many people hate on Alabama to the point where nope. when they lose, when they lose, it's like a big deal. It's just funny. To so anytime you talk about the Cowboys, <laughs> that's Alabama. It's the fact that people who have no reason oh, yeah. to hate you, it's, it's certain hate teams, you. and so yes. it's certain teams. So I I, I have no remorse for you guys it's just like now Alabama has been winning I give them that but it's still like it had when you when your team is the Cincinnati Bengals why root against the Cowboys when your team is USC why are you rooting against Alabama but hey you know like it, it makes no sense yeah. you're in the Pac-10 you're, you're conference USA whatever you're happy 
So, you know, um, but that was a hell of a game. In, yeah, man. In the words it was of the a late good Ray game. Ray. I, was, I was like, the wow. The words of the late Ray Ray, Alabama lost. <laughs> 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 we got to put that clip up. Yeah. But all three of our teams lost yesterday. Did they? Auburn got Auburned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Florida, Florida State, State yeah. Auburn. Florida State, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but it's tough being an Auburn fan right now, bro. It's just, <laughs> them boys just find a way. Like, how how else can we find a way to look? I've never seen a quarterback or any player break out and run himself out of run himself out of bounds. Like this dude broke for like a fifty yard scramble, hit the sideline, turned the jets on, and step out of the ten. Nobody else around him. He scored. I mean, he would have scored. Made it to the end zone is like, oh yeah, you stepped out about the ten and a half yard line. I'm like, dude, we just finding ways to do make the game interesting. So, but my bad, Buff. What do you have? Oh, Buff went. Um, oh, oh. I, I did want to talk about. Um, Cartoon Network is is merging with WB Animation. So that's that whole WB Discovery thing that's happening right now. They're buying off everything or buying up everything in that merger. So they are um, they're combining Cartoon Network with WB. I don't know what that means, uh, but it's just interesting because, you know, a lot of people are making a big uproar about the whole uh, Cartoon Network and Discovery's been canceling a bunch of stuff. And so now Cartoon Network, a lot of shows are going to get canceled there. I don't know what it means. Right now, they said that everything is still the same. There, it's probably going to be like upper management, where you know they find the the economy of scale and all that by combining them. So that might change, but they haven't really made decisions on any of the cartoons. So you know, Teen Titans Go and and all the the good good ones on Cartoon Network right now are safe. But yeah, they're merging. Teen Titans Go is trash. The initial mm-hmm. Teen Titans was better. It, it was better, but Teen Titans Go is not trash. Teen Titans it, Go is actually really it's, funny. It, it's, it's, it's freaking potty humor, bro. You know, like it's farts and it's it's not good. It, it's it's not for us. It's for <laughs> eight, 10 year olds. So it's potty not, humor is, is perfect for it. It's not good. So, that original but Teen I, Titans it, was it, Remember when they rebooted uh, He-Man and, and Thundercats Teen Titans and they didn't try to make one, it for the kids. Is that the yes. one where Beast Boy be rapping sometimes? Yes. Yeah. See, That's exactly. The songs be the songs be banging. Beast Boy, I be catching villains. You know, getting uh, what is it? Um, yeah. uh, he getting money, that paper bag money, uh, like the the pyramid scheme, all of that. Like he, he has some bangers. But you you sleep yeah. on Cyborg. <laughs> Cyborg actually has some bangers. <laughs> I'm not sleeping on anybody. I'm just it is what it is. Whatever, man. Whatever, man. Are you okay? That's my question. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know how the kids doing? Are they taking it okay? Have you broke the news (laughs) to them yet? Nah, they don't care. They don't even really watch Cartoon Network anymore. If it ain't on YouTube or um, like Ali watches gamers, so he watches other people play video games on YouTube. So that's really all they ever watch and Pokemon. So they don't care. Okay. They've, they've grown past Cartoon Network. Okay. So what do you guys have playing for the rest of the day? Uh, football and Ollie has a um, game or not a game. What is it? A birthday party. He has a go okay. to. What about so you, it. Buff? Um, 
bought some new bar stools, so probably gonna put those together and watch football. Okay. Nothing exciting. Adulting. Adulting, yeah. Well, you guys be careful yeah. and make sure you don't, you know, uh, overindulge on any low vib- vibrational meals today. You know. <laughs> you, you know, you gotta be careful out there mm-hmm. and represent yourself well. <laughs> Bruh, I've, if I see another post about low b- vibrational meals, I'm going to throw my phone. Bruh, it's the internet, bruh. They take something and they run with it. I was so tired of you ain't swag or you not swag uh, and all of that. It's just everything, once once they set it up, everything just kind of is this big, huge to-do, and you're going to see it on everybody's timeline. I include ours. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We, we, we jump on those bandwagons, too, but it's just how it goes, man. I mean, everybody wants to, to opine on everything. Yeah. Well, speaking of you ain't swag. swag. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we haven't been swag long enough, so maybe I can't speak on what is swag. But I will say, if he's not swag, he is HBCU football. Yeah. You know. uh, Yeah. And he's doing it for the culture. He's doing it for everybody, and it's just not the swag or whatever. So, uh, tip of the hat to uh, brother Prime Time. Uh, furthermore, I think uh, was this the are you caught up on Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. We had a bunch of finales this week. We had She-Hulk. Have yep. you both seen that? Yeah, it was actually mm-hmm. really good. What are your thoughts, Buff? The finale. It was good. I mean, the ending maybe y'all know better than I do. I was like I don't know. It, it didn't have a, a conclusion, so to speak, to me, but the episode was good. Enjoy seeing. Uh, do I spoil it? There. Go for it. Devil. It's been a week. <laughs> yeah. I was, I mean, it was okay. I was unimpressed. I just was like, I expected more. I think the second to the last episode set it up to the point where you thought it was going to be more of a climax or something it was entertaining I guess it was different so yeah and that, that's what she hoped <clears throat> was really set up to be is just different like wanting to not do the same thing like when when she went and sat with Kevin and kind of explained that this is like an old Marvel trope and it's annoying it's the same thing and you know so I wanted to do something different it was pretty dope so you committed to the spoiler that she, I mean, everything on the internet is talking about how she met with Kevin. All right. I mean, so. some people might have avoided that, the show, I mean, the internet to uh, do that. But hey, it, it's, it's been a week, according to Rizzi, So Exactly. Exactly. And, no and we started talking about the show, so they could have skipped if they wanted to. <laughs> uh, look, you can't, review, yeah. you can't review anything without semi spoiling. That's not hey. even a spoiler. Buff just reviewed a uh, movie and didn't spoil anything. He did spoil. He spoiled a whole plot point. I don't think so. <laughs> That's not spoiling. He even, he even prefaced it with this is a spoiler. And listen, yeah. but listen, that movie is three years old. Hey, that movie is three years old, man. He still didn't really spoil it. But hey. So uh, it's definitely the time has passed. Yeah, definitely. But you know, I always say you committed. Like I'm about to go all the way. You ain't go all the way in. You ain't go all the way in. Thank you. Thank but you, you went in. <laughs> um, 
Game of Th- not Game of Thrones. Ring, Ring of Power. power. I, that I didn't watch yet. Oh, let me tell you about that. <laughs> uh, you will be shocked. Maybe you're not. You maybe maybe you'll see it, but you will be shocked. I'll, I'll give you that. So, a lot of good things. I think that was a season finale. If that wasn't, then we're in for a hell of a finale. Well, mm. is Sophia around? Let's just go ahead and jump into it. She's not. She's not. But um, I have a pretty good joke. Um, you know, I, I was watching some of the news and, you know, they taught a wolf to meditate. So now he's a werewolf. <laughs> no, so you no, said we don't have aware? Sophie. Oh. <laughs> I hate y'all, man. Not as much as we hate your joke, sir. Yeah. Um, who's first? Uh, Rizzy, go ahead and redeem yourself. You okay. Hopefully you have a good uh, question. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, hopefully, maybe we'll see. I got two. Uh, I'm depending. I'll go last. I got two. Uh, depends on where your conversations go. So I have. There was a wise man that once said that uh, nanny is not a birthday gift, uh, and so I was talking with a friend of mine over the weekend, and she was just kind of telling me how you know she's she's semi celibate, not celibate. But to the point where, like, she's saving it for the guy that she thinks would be her, you know, husband or whatever. And she was like, because, you know, my, my, is what she said, is the prize. Um, and I vehemently disagreed with that. And so we went through the conversation, but I wanted to kind of open that conversation up for you guys and see is the prize. Is that the thing that's like, oh, uh, we we officially in a relationship now because I got the nanny. You want to start, Barf, or you want me to go? Uh, just no, no, it's not the prize. <laughs> Elaborate, brother. <laughs> Let me guess. There's a prize in pussy, isn't it? Right? Is that what? Is that, is that your elaboration? <laughs> um, it's a mutual exchange. I guess it depends on your mindset, though. Um, I'm sure for some men that is like the end all be all like that is the goal so it is the price to them but I mean when you I don't want to say a certain level that's going to make me sound uh, but when you when you reach a certain age experience in your life like that's no no that's not the price no so that's all the elaboration I got no okay and what the hell is still my celibate okay let's go there first <laughs> she kind of get the is tip that in, like kind of pregnant Damn, <laughs> like, what is that I just let him stick the tip in I don't know no, no she, she will she, she will do when she, wants to, she, will, she wants to yeah she will when she wants to it's, it's, she's not she's not 
like quote unquote celibate. She's not officially celibate. What she is is she's very particular about who she has sex with. And it's like you gotta be her boyfriend, long-term boyfriend. It's like being in high school where like the dude will be like, Yeah, I'm your boyfriend, so he can smash, but not really be her boyfriend. And so it's like, but she won't smash if she's not in a relationship. So how many times has she cashed in on this like the value of this prize? <laughs> I mean, and what I mean, I mean that two ways. Like if she she gives it up regardless. And women, once again, do what you want. I'm not we're not shaming you, but it's do what you want. But at the same time, he cashes in on his prize. Does it get to another level? Like what what is she still single? She still she thinks is a prize, right? Um but what's the end game? There's a there's a prize at the bottom of a damn Cracker Jack box. I mean, we're going to Chuck E. Cheese today, and my kids are going to get a couple of prizes. They're going to turn in some tickets and get prizes. You know, like okay, surprise. It's just not a big prize. <laughs> it's not a big prize. I mean, just being honest, right? It's it's more so the prize is the commitment. The prize is the I'm going to be with you. I'm yours. We're together. This is only for you. Not just the it's the whole giving of her, you know, but if you're just like, okay, I like him. I'm gonna give him the that's it. You know, that's that's really. okay. You know, I know a bunch of dudes who had girlfriends, you know, bunch of girlfriends just because, you know, that's what it took it's not the prize it's the it's the act of the commitment from her to be with him or whoever which is the prize it's not just a comes a dime a dozen i mean we've heard it a thousand times it really does and i know i don't know what kind of chicks y'all been messing with i'm the prize i get it whatever I mean, if that's if that's what you need to tell yourself, I'm just here to tell you guys don't value it the way you value it or they value the conquest of it. And once they get it, it's not as valuable. Hence why niggas still cheat. Right. If it's, it's so valuable to them, then once they get this valuable prize, you know, uh, then they should be content with life. Right. But we're here to tell you, and it might be a tough, tough pill to swallow, that I'm not saying it's not a prize, but consider the prize. What did you really win? I went to a Alabama, Tennessee watch party last uh, yesterday, bought a couple of raffle tickets. I got a prize. I won a Tennessee balls chair. Everybody there value the chair. I mean, eh, I'm okay. I kept it because I'm petty. Uh, <laughs> definitely kept it Saturday right in front of everybody. But hey, it is what it is. It's not really a prize to me. It's more valuable to these other people. I mean, you can keep value in that and put more value in it than you think it is. Put more value in yourself and what you bring to the table and all of you and the commitment that comes with the being part of the package, I guess. Yeah, I, I'll I'll say this. Another great poet once said, "I don't give a sh- she give it up on the first night." That just lets me know 
that she know what she wants out of life. Like, <laughs> we we do not care whether you give it up or not. Like, that isn't the prize. That isn't the thing that we're like, oh, she's giving it up. So now we're an official relationship. Uh, and And putting my feminist hat on once again, this idea of you giving yourself to that person and that's the only thing that you have right or that's the thing that he's waiting on or you're holding out to give that to him I'm like sex is nice sex is great sex is like the it, it is a feeling that you can't get many other places and I know women like that and so why are you saying oh I'm giving him the p- instead of saying something like I, I like that dude and I want to take his d- like I want that from him like put yourself on that where you are the prize and it's like I want that like put yourself on that on that level of you can go out and do that too and not and, and I'm not I, I think we had this conversation we're not saying go out and smash every dude out there I'm unless not saying go out, unless you want to if you want to cool we're not saying that what we're saying is Stop acting like it's the, you know, 2000 BC or whatever. And we're in biblical times where when guys wrote the Bible and they were like, oh, you, you got to save it for your husband. It was because they wanted that ownership of you. Stop. You don't have to do that. Like it's not, you can actually go out and be yourself and do you and have fun and enjoy and it not be this thing where you like, oh, I got to hold it for this one guy. Because guys weren't taught that. Guys grew up and we were taught smash as many people as you can. And so it's it's this this power dynamic of guys going out doing everything and girls not. It's it, Game of Thrones, right? We talk about House of the Dragon. That's kind of, they talked about it. Rhaenyra's or Rhaenyra, if she had been a dude, nobody would have said anything about her smashing somebody else. Nobody would even question the kids. Right? But now, because she's a woman, they're making a big deal out of it because she's smashing other people. So, I'm all about empowering yourself. See? I'm all about empowerment. Empower yourself and actually go out and do what you want. Ladies, wrapping it all up, just making sure that you can go out and you can do you without the Bible or society or whatever telling you what you can and can't do. Screw these guys that are out there trying to make you feel like they they have some ownership of you or you know the only way that you you can be have value in that relationship is to bring sex. Sex is not part of the, it's not the end all be all of a relationship. You don't have to be in a relationship to have sex. I think they are very much separate when you really think about it. Yeah. Like like so in, in high school in high school, when you go out with a, a, a girl, the first thing your boys would be like, "Did you beat? Did you hit? Did you hit?" That's like that's the number one question. But I just think we're at a point in time. I didn't now. ask that question. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I think now, if if you go out with a woman, like you're probably gonna get asked, "How did it go? What did y'all?" You know, like it's not all about the the nanny, as Rosie puts it. Uh, you still want me to go second? Yeah. Okay. Um, my question is uh, quite simply, you know, we've talked a lot about um, the misbehavior of some police officers in this nation, in this country. 
Uh, so my question for you brothers is, despite all of that, do you guys trust the police? Why or why not? As black men in America, you're asking us if we trust yeah. the police. Do you trust the police? I, I trust some police. <laughs> I, but- I trust some police. I, I trust individuals. I do not trust the system. I don't trust anybody in the criminal justice system, not just police. I don't trust the DAs, the judge, you know, who else? Who else did uh, last Mr. Big say F? That's all. all that's all I was saying. The jury. Didn't he say the jury? <laughs> like, oh, like, he said the jury too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and all those b- <laughs> yeah. But nah, it's like yeah, that, that the problem is that you can't trust them because you don't know which ones and at any moment are they going to shift into what I call asshole cop mode? Like, you don't know when that is. And so you don't know if you say the wrong thing, they might be nice to you until you piss them off. But because they, a lot of times they're bringing what's happening at home and in the outside, outside of work and outside of the job into that. Right. And so they just might be having a real bad day. And the same thing that you said to them three weeks, four weeks, a month, two months ago, when you got pulled over or something, may not trigger them, but it might trigger them today. And all of a sudden, you're getting pulled out of the car, or you're getting detained, or whatever. Um, and and the law is written so broadly for a lot of things that you really don't know. Like a cop can arrest you at any point pretty much right and and they can make up some kind of obscure thing to um do and and say that you did and that's the part that scares most especially black men it's like we don't know at what point and what cop we're getting and what personality we're getting and what what's gonna happen and and then based on that what location you're in what system you're gonna go through that charge might stick, right? And so, no, I don't trust them because you know you have to be on your P's and Q's anytime that you interact with them. So that's why you just really can't trust them. The fact that I'm watching a wire right now does not help with this situation. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not going to... I'm going to take a step back. I'm not going to say I don't trust the police. For one, trust is... Trust is a very crazy notion and so I kind of think about like eh, it's not that I just don't trust them it's like more, more distrust and I'm like I kind of looked up a, I assume if I get stopped nine times out of ten nothing's gonna go wrong right nothing's you know I'm 41 years old thank god I haven't had any serious incidents with the police right so the numbers show in my situation that it's not going to turn out bad. It's more mistrust. It's kind of there's a wariness that comes anytime there's that interaction. It's not that I don't trust you. It's kind of like, but I'm watching you and I'm, I'm, I'm aware of the situation. I'm moving a certain way because there's not a full trust i don't expect something to happen but i'm watching to make sure looking for those cues 
if this starts to go sour? And even then, what can you do if it starts to go sour? You know, it's I think we uh, we talked about this a while back. You know, who are you more fearful of? I think we said gang members, police officers, or I don't know what the third one was. It might have been like serial killer or some, you know, Unabomber. I don't know what the hell it was. But at the end of the day, it was police because our our daily interactions will find us around them more. But at the same time, we all know police officers. You know, we have family members, friends who some of them might not help our, uh, our belief in the police officers. But at the end of the day, they're not necessarily bad people. But at the end of the day, you still have to kind of look at them. You're, you're, you're watching. So I think as a black man in America, you there's a certain being black in America. There's a certain mistrust of anybody in authority. Just people, period. You know, I, I mistrust, you know, them as much as you might mistrust any, you know, being the only black person in a all white area where you, you know, a get out situation. Like, you know, this might not, this could probably end up well, but at the same time, you're watching, you know, um, you're always wary. So it's on you. Um, I believe it was Officer Slager who uh, shot, I think it was Walter Scott in the back as he was running away from him. And not just Slager, but Slager and a couple of his co-workers were beginning to write up the police report saying how Scott had a gun. I want to say they were going to plant like a a weapon on him or something like that. Um, We just saw recently uh, in Uvalde, Texas, how at the beginning, the police department were rushing to make themselves as heroes. And then as more and more information come out, uh, it's gotten to the point now, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the city has like suspended that entire police department or some, something extreme like that, because it showed that not only were they not necessarily heroes, but they waited in an unreasonable amount of time to where uh, kids got killed that shouldn't have. And then I want to bring the attention to, especially for, you know, we may have some Inspire You listeners that don't follow us on social media yet. You should. Three Brothers No Sense. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, We made a post a couple of days ago, and I just want to read this to all the listeners. The first post is from the National Fraternal, Fraternal Order of Police in Philadelphia. And it has a female police officer holding a little black kid. And the post says, this child was lost during violent riots in Philadelphia, wandering around barefoot in an area that was expecting, that was experiencing complete lawlessness. The only thing, the only thing this Philadelphia police officer cared about in that moment was protecting this child. We are not your enemy. We are the thin blue line. And we are the only thing standing between order and anarchy. That's the first post. The second post is a few months later, reported by NBC News, referring to that first post. The city of Philadelphia will pay $2 million to a black woman who was pulled from her car, beaten by officers, and had her toddler used for social media fodder by the police union, officials say. 
I say all that to say, yeah, I I, I trust police, but their word is not Bible. As Rosie said in his answer, they're humans. Um, they have an agenda at times. They, you know, make mistakes and want to try to cover it up. It's like any other entity in America. But I feel like for years, especially what black people have experienced, is that when it comes to us being at the mercy of police officers, their word is taken as gospel and no type of investigation takes place whatsoever. And too many times we've been the victim of things that we didn't do at all or that were not as extreme as written up by some police officers. So I do think it's an institution that we we definitely, you know, I'm not with the um, get rid of police crowd, but, and we definitely, I feel like we definitely need them, but we can't, their word can't be taken without a yeah, but at least we at least need a yeah, but, you know, like they, they arrest somebody or whatever like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, but let me see your p- police report. Let me see your police camera, your dash cam, any of that stuff. Uh, we can't just take their word 100%. And I think that's okay. I mean, we have we have systems in place to to uh, to check up behind that. And I, I think that's okay. But to just trust them 100% as some people would like for you to, I don't think that's feasible. Yeah, yeah. And if you want a good... Um like science fiction view of this uh, and or on Disney plus it's the new series for star Wars. Uh, there is boy, there's a blue lives matter dude in there. And um, it, even though it's there, it, it feels just like it's, you know, downtown mobile or something like that. It's a actually really good take on it. So if you're not into like the Jedi and all that stuff, it's a good take on just being able to kind of get exposed to the Star Wars universe without all the Jedi lightsaber and all that stuff. So but that dude, boy, ooh, pissed me off. <laughs> and the big and the big lie is, by and large, people have never really. I mean, people only believe them when a certain group of people only believe the police when we're the ones being accused, when a certain race is being accused. But when it's them, then they want a little bit more research and investigation. Mm-hmm. So There's a presumption of guilt or yes. a presumption of innocence, right? So they, yeah, they're like, wait a minute now, wait a minute. Yeah. I need to verify <laughs> that the cops know what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's he, all he's I a good know, kid. <laughs> There's no way he could have done this. Right. <laughs> On a day-to-day when nothing's happening, you know, random traffic stop, you get pulled over, you get a ticket. Yeah, you were speeding, you know, and you go on about your way. Most of the time, things are okay. But once you get in their crosshairs or something happens, I don't trust that it's going to play out in my favor. It, it It's, you know, once you're on the naughty list or whatever, and a naughty list can be pulled over and you just look guilty. Once you're on their naughty list, that's when I just don't have faith in the system. I don't know if it starts with them. It starts with the local government what's going on it's just it seems like so many people are in bed together and it's scary to think about the power that the criminal justice system wields over us yeah and like like we said in a, a previous episode i think it was when we were talking about defunding the police or whatever it's 
the ask of the police has gotten so large that it it that's how they got a lot of that power. It's we we didn't ask them to or we before we weren't asking them to try to proactively stop crime and all this and other. I mean, you look at the Andy Griffith show and that like the sleepy sheriff sitting there like oh come help when they needed something call them that's generally what cops used to do is just be there be reactionary uh and and when we started saying we want you to proactively stop crime and on top of that we want you to handle mental health issues and on top of that we want you to do your uh, you know traditional police job and we want you to be murder police and figure out um, the the you know murders, but then we want you to stop the murders too. It's like we've asked police to do so much that it, it it's difficult for them to do their jobs, and so and that's that's why even when I I will say defund the police, I say it from a a, a standpoint of. I want to take some of that stuff that police shouldn't be doing off their plate. I'm not saying we don't need police. Like you said, but we need police. They have to be here, but we don't need to ask them to do as much as they do because it's just too much for them. So it would be too much for anybody to do one, uh, all of the stuff that we ask cops to do. So I support police by saying defund the police or by saying, get some of that off their plate so that they can't actually do real police work as bunk said. I just need to be held more accountable. If 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 things aren't going to change, if we're going to keep this, I don't see us taking anything off their table anytime soon. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, we're not. But yeah, I just I just say be more accountable. You know, is you can't just harass citizens because you're in a, a, a very bad area and it's a lot of drug trap. Even if he's a criminal, we just had somebody shoot how many people the other day and come away scot free. I mean, not scot free, but like he's alive. Uh, didn't look beat up didn't look you know but uh a young drug dealer on the corner that gets pulled in might get roughed up they're both criminals one has killed one is a serial killer but at the same time it's you know they can walk away and receive representation uh, presumption of innocence. I don't know what it is, but they're not getting the same treatment. I just want people to be held accountable. Yes, this guy was a dope dealer. Yes, he's a bad guy, but you can't beat him up. He's still going to go to jail, but you're going to get fined. Something's going to happen to you by breaking the law. When they break the law, police need to be held accountable. You know, that that's my thing. I would have a little more faith in the system if if I knew that the people who were protecting me knew that they had to protect me, not just protect themselves and their livelihood and the department's livelihood. So with that, I'm done. Um, are you guys pretty up to date or been in the loop of the Jalen Rose situation? I haven't watched the video. This one? What's going on? Uh-huh. I haven't watched the video, but I know he bought a house and he's like putting his sister out. Like he bought the house for the mom. The mom has passed away. I guess he's trying to sell the house and he's asking the sister to leave and she doesn't want to leave. Something like that. Yeah. So Jalen Rose bought a house for his mother. Um, his mother ended up getting sick and his sister moved in to help take care of 
be a caretaker for the mother and from my understanding the grandmother. The mother passed about a year ago and now Jalen Rose is trying to sell the house and the sister feels like she should get the house or he should help her get back on her feet. And he's just wrong for not helping. I guess that's the easiest way to sum it up. How do you guys feel about that in the the commentary? Once again, it's not necessarily the situation. It's the commentary where people are they're either this this dude is trash, you know, and putting proposals together about how much money he saved by letting his sister take care of the mother and all this stuff. And then you have people that take another stance on he's, you know, he doesn't have to give her anything. How do you guys feel about the whole conversation, the situation and the conversation? You want to go first, Buff? I know I jump in first a lot. Um, So without knowing all the facts, I always have to start it off with that without knowing all of it. And I even I haven't even watched the video, but from what I know, um, he's not obligated to let the sister live there. Would it be nice if he did? Of course it would be nice. I don't think anybody disputes that, but we also don't know the dynamic and relationship between him and his sister. We don't know if he's told her over the last year or two, like, hey, you know, next year I want to sell it out. Because yes, Jalen Rose has money, but that doesn't mean that he's not looking for ways to, um, you know, expand his portfolio or whatever, or be in a better financial situation. We, you never know. And sometimes when people are in his position, they don't have the money that we think they do. So we don't, we don't know what his financial situation is or anything like that. What we do know is he owns the house. The sister does not. And the owner of the house has asked to take the relationship out of it. Take the fact that she's just, He's asked her to leave and it's not her house. It's really pretty much that black and white. The only nuance is, is when you get into the fact that that is his sister and should he or shouldn't he let her stay and things like that. That's the only place that opinions can come in at. But at the end of the day, for whatever reason, whether we agree with it or not, he's asked her to leave and her recording it and posting it on social media and getting likes and sympathy does not change the fact that he owns the house and wants her to leave. So that's what she's going to need to do. Again, I want to reiterate, it would be nice if he let her stay there or help her get on her feet, as you said, but she's a grown woman. None of that is his obligation. But how do you feel about the fact that people are leveraging her being a caretaker for the mother for however many years, I think maybe three years or so. Um, and like, well, a caretaker is going to be seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So he actually saved money and should be thankful. And, and what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, and then Rosie, you can jump in. And that, that, uh, that, that. Okay, I see that and raise you. How much money did she save? Not having to pay rent or mortgage, or I'm assuming utilities and stuff. Okay, so okay, she took care probably of her mom. Food. He probably handled all of that. Exactly. Okay, so it's not like she didn't benefit. She benefited as well. Yeah, I, I mean, when when you talk about the whole her being a caretaker, that's her being a daughter, right? 
Like, it, it don't, don't act like Jalen was the only one that had to take care of mom. I got mom a house and a place to stay. You take care of mom. We took care of mom now, right? So it's not a Jalen saved money by her taking care of mom. It's like they took care of mom together. She did what she could do. Jalen did what he could do, right? That's that's how taking care of your parents works. I don't I don't get this idea of you know Jalen being the only one that had to take care of mom. So that's dumb. That I, I, that that makes no sense from you know from them, but. Like Buff said, the owner of the house wants to sell the house, period. She can buy the house if she wants the house, if she wants to keep it. It's not like it's their their house that they grew up in that we got sentimental value in and, and it's air property and all of us have a stake in it. This is my house. I bought for mama to stay in as she got older. And now that mama's dead, it's still my house. And with what prices are right now on houses, I'm trying to get out of this house right now before I lose $100,000, $150,000 over the next six months a year. It, it's the perfect time for me to sell the house. But you so, got it, though. Don't matter if I got it. I, I, I can't remember. Um, oh, I was talking to my homeboy. He was asking me, how do you save, Rizy? How do you save? And I said, if it ain't in my checking account, I ain't got it. Y'all can be like, oh, you got it. You got it all day long. I ain't got it. I, if it's not in my checking account, it's not money for me to actually spend. That is my savings. That is my investments. That is that. And I treat it as such because he has money, because he has the assets, because he has everything doesn't mean that he wants to just give that away. He doesn't want to give a house away to his sister. If he wanted to buy his sister a house, he would have bought his sister a house already. And, and, and he doesn't have to buy his siblings houses. So, but because she's staying there, that doesn't mean that he has to give her that house and that's what it seems like she wants so the <laughs> so much so much to unpack so the funny thing is there were a lot of comments on this you had something to say Buff? I, I was just gonna say I would love to see the at, at what lengths did she take care of her mom because I've up close and personally seen relatives move in with the mom or the grandmother and their definition of taking care of them is like you know cooking their food and, and bringing them water but don't act like like that doesn't like just because she says she was that don't mean like she was there wiping her bathing her uh you know administering medication to her and stuff like that people have def- different definitions of taking care of for all we know she just saw a way to go live somewhere for rent free and you know long as I go do mom's laundry here and there, I'm good to go. I'm taking care of mom. I thought the same thing. You want they just wanted somebody there 24-7 for the most part, even when nursing and nurses and everybody else was there. I get it. So what was in that's what I would think would happen. I don't think Jalen Rose or his family would sit there like, okay, you're gonna do everything under the sun. They they probably put it in a situation, hey, we just need somebody there with mama. You know, in case something goes wrong, they can be there with the nurse to watch her. If you know, when the nurse isn't there, but the funny thing was, and somebody pointed this out on the comments is the the opinions were almost a gender divide. Where and it wasn't everybody by any means, but when you think about it, and we probably can all guess how each gender. Um, 
their thoughts, you know, which side they leaned on. Knowing that, how do you think that plays into it? How do you think, what does that say? You know, for me, the overarching thing was, and they call her, she was, she felt entitled to the house. And it's entitlement versus not being entitled. You know, you do something, if you do something for somebody, you should get something in return versus, you know, this is kind of just life. You know, we, we do shit and because that's life and you have to do it for people. Um, what are your thoughts on this gender divide and what it was saying? I would say, I don't know if it, it was probably a gender divide, but I think it was coming probably more so from a financial leader versus somebody who's not the financial leader in the household or don't see themselves as a financial leader. Right. I, I feel like a lot of those women that are very successful and like on, on their own, I'm independent type thing probably was probably maybe even more so on Jalen. If they, if you own property, if you own rental properties and stuff like that, I'm sure you're probably on Jalen's side uh, versus somebody who is renting and that type of thing. So I think it may have been a more economic thing as okay. well. Um, and just so just so happens that most men, because we're going to talk in generalities here, most men usually are the financial lead in their households uh right and women usually kind of give that up and and that's that's the expectation in a in a traditional relationship so let's just call it that and i think that's where that gender divide comes from is is women not kind of thinking that way of i gotta make sure that my portfolio handling all that uh and the woman that kind of jumped the fence and came over there with the guys are the ones that kind of had that portfolio rental property and all that stuff. So I think that's where you saw the folks that are, were jumping back and forth uh, were the folks that kind of think differently. But for the general part, I, I, I think the gender came from an economic standpoint. Just, just my opinion though. Buff. I'm not as optimistic as Orazio is. You know how I feel about this kind of stuff. I think, um, especially in our community because I don't know about the white community or care when it comes to this and that what I see is that we are always looking for ways to divide and be against one another and I think most women saw that post and saw themselves and saw a man putting them out or not doing right by them and sided with the sister and I think most men saw themselves and Jalen and saw a woman once again trying to, I guess, take advantage of the situation and things like that and expecting things. I think a lot of men have the problem with women expecting certain things. And so you had the usual gender war that I see on nearly every topic there is to discuss where we just divide by genders. I wish I could be as optimistic as Rossi. Uh And hopefully he's right, but that's the way I see it. No, you make a good point. <laughs> I agree with you, Buff. That's that's how I was looking at it. It's like, um, and of course, I kind of lean more towards Jalen for both reasons, though. You know, my my I think one of my initial comments were was, I can't do. Do you guys hear yourself? You're mad at somebody for not giving somebody a house. Like that's literally what it's coming down to. Oh, that man won't give her a house. What the hell? A, a whole house? You know, not a free room or like a whole house. You're mad because somebody won't give somebody a house. 
and then it was where the gender came in play to me was is we were past it seemed like we were passing the buck it became it was Jalen's mother and Byron you made the point of saying their mother a couple of times like that was their mother it wasn't Jalen's mother more than it was her mother or vice versa it was you did X for mom I did Y for mom we took care of mom you did your part I did my part your part doesn't roll over to take care of me as well you know and somebody was going so you know Jalen has the money counting his pockets well what if he would have had to pay okay so let's say it was $80,000 a year did you expect her to pay 40 of it it's their mm. mom mm. she's just as responsible for taking care of her mother as he is right so that would have been a problem is like well Jalen Rose is asking his sister for uh, half of the money to take care of their mother It, I don't know what people want. And I try to look at things, and maybe this is my problem. I try to look at things as being as fair as possible. I'm going to call men out on their BS. I'm going to call women out on their BS. Like, this is our mom. It's not always 50-50. Your 50 might not look like my 50. You know, they count as pockets. Who can go out there and just buy their mama a whole house right now? Here you go, mama. Not many people that were posting that they should give the sister the house too. I mean, it, it was just, and like you said, I'm assuming they said, you know, people were assuming that she didn't have any income. So he was paying for the house. Everything you said that comes with the house, I can almost guarantee that he was helping the sister out and everybody else in the house to live, you know, food, whatever came with it maybe even a small stipend because she has to get her, you know, she has to live. And, you know, your mother passes away a year ago. I don't know what the assumption was. Maybe Jalen didn't just say, uh, you know, I'm giving you a year to move out. Maybe that would have been nice. But was he obligated to tell her, hey, I'm going to give you a year to move out? Well, he just he pulled the rug from under me. We're adults. You know, at what point do you think that you're going to have to take care of yourself? And nobody he the, he could have kicked her out the day after the funeral. And it would have been a, maybe a, considered an asshole move. But at the end of the day, he's not obligated. And I'm not saying, you know, the moral standpoint is right on his side. But at the end of the day, like you were saying, Rosie he owns the house he owns who the golden rule he who has the gold makes, makes the, rules. the rules yep and he has the gold in this situation which is the house I, I just don't know how we got there and you know what i call this and we got to get away from this let's for for today let's call it ninja logic mm. we got to get away from ninja logic where the morally or emotionally going back to your 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 post I mean your your conversation the other day buff emotionally we feel this and we're gonna hold fast to this she felt so adamant about her stance that she recorded a video and posted it saying hey this guy's wrong look what he's doing to me is like you have no legal ground to stand on if anything the video might hurt her I didn't even watch all the video I got annoyed for the first you know it's 
we can't just think that things should happen and that's the way they have to be because we feel this way. We have to sometimes have, you know, right law on our side. Maybe she should have put a, a contract together. I don't know what should have happened, you know, but you didn't, she didn't cross her T's, dot her I's, and now she can't hold him responsible for taking care of her or whoever. And it's just not her. I'm just saying in general, this is a situation where we're talking about people being entitled and my over thing was ninja logic. We got to get away from just thinking because we think something should happen. Then that's the way it's supposed to happen rather than knowing the law, protecting ourselves and uh, putting forth the necessary precautions. But I'm done. Get away from ninja, ninja logic. <laughs> Definitely. Let's go ahead and close it out, fellas. All I got, man, is again, remind everybody shopping styles coming up. Get your tickets two weeks out. Definitely going to be a dope event. So don't want to um, forget about that. If you're in the Birmingham area, come through. If you're not in the Birmingham area, we have virtual tickets and the virtual parts actually still really fun. The silent auction, uh, Buff will tell you, even though, you know, you're not there, you, you feel that pressure. Uh, so the silent auction is still really fun uh, to be in there. You'll get a chance to see the fashion show and everything. It's, it's going to be a really good time. So Make sure you get your tickets. We're two weeks out from it. Um, you know, we, we anticipate the in-person uh, selling out, uh, especially around Classic, it being around Classic. So uh, get your uh, tickets early. Don't wait. And uh, I'll see you guys there. Uh, yes, it's it's very fun. I've never had more fun losing something than I did that uh, <laughs> that bid, man. That was that was fun. Um, all I got is everyone knows I'm a huge boxing fan. It was a big boxing day yesterday. Uh, Clarissa Shields went over to uh, the UK and for the third time, this has never been done even twice. She did it for a third time, became the undisputed champion in a weight class. Uh, the undercard, uh, Alicia Bumgarner, she won as well. Deontay Wilder made his return back in one and a young fighter by the name of Devin Haney went down to Australia, who is also undisputed now. Uh, and won his rematch um, down there in Australia. So I said all that to say that someone made a post on Twitter and I didn't read it fully. I just saw all the winners and I copied it and then posted it in this boxing group that I'm in with like over 600,000 people. And once I posted it, I saw that it said Black Excellence, which I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know this was like about that, but cool, I'm with it. It was real cool to see how many people were bothered by black excellence. I got called everything a racist. You race baiting. Why isn't it American excellence? Why does it have to be black excellence? It's just real cool to see how you motherfuckers are still bothered by like black excellence. Fuck y'all. It was black excellence. I didn't mean for it to be that, but now that you bothered, yeah, black excellence. Clarissa Shields went over there and she won and she's undisputed for the third time. Black excellence. Deal with it. Get him. Wow. I, I didn't expect that. Black excellence. Well, um, I got two things I really want to talk about really fast. I'll start with something that you probably never thought you would hear me say is Man, Lizzo's been in the news lately, I think, for all the right reasons. I actually like her music. If you actually listen to it, I think she's mm -hmm. very empowering for women. She makes really good music. 
I, I'm happy that she likes herself. She just goes a little, a little over the top for me sometimes. And then it gets into the fans. It becomes a debate of, you know, things that we shouldn't even be debating. But she's just been in Vanity Fair. Uh... She's been in a couple of magazines recently, but just reading some of her articles and just reading up on her, she's she's a super dope artist. You know, um, I've seen a couple of interviews of hers. Really intelligent young lady has a lot going on. I, I wish nothing but the best. I, I even hear rumors that Whoopi Goldberg wants to put her in Sister Act 3. Lizzo, keep doing your thing. Uh, she was on the red carpet, took some very she took some really good photos the other day, but you know, somehow Lizzo's gonna go Lizzo it up and then I'll, she almost has and don't take this wrong, like those Kanye moments where she's like, uh, too much going good, let me find a way to make a make a uh, a news story, and then you look up and like, god dang it Lizzo but keep it up Lizzo, uh, she'll be in Houston next week so if you're in the Houston area, go check her out uh, I'm pretty sure she puts on a great concert. Secondly, a thing I wanted to talk about is I know our generation and older generations, a, a lot of times we find ourselves critiquing the younger generations. We're pretty harsh. We talk about how lost their generations are, the, the lack of respect, all kind of things. And so I want to take a time, a, a moment to acknowledge a a moment I had to, uh, the privilege of taking care of so this past Friday I went to a football game for uh, one of our lamplighters he's actually the lamplighter president he's been the president for the last three years Damian Terry stellar young man he plays he's uh, I think I think he's a team captain and he's also was uh, Mr. Sterling so he was the homecoming king bright young man bright young man they played a game. They played a good game. They lost the end. Hard, hard, hard fought loss felt bad for them. But we've all played sports. We've all seen people lose games. And you've seen that that look of defeat, right? You've seen that that the throwing the helmets, the throwing of the ball, the almost fighting on the sideline. We've seen all that stuff happen before. And after losing their homecoming game, after they had a lead, they lost at the last the last moment. They just they just can close similar to, you know, what we saw yesterday where it was you thought the, the momentum have shifted in. This is how this is going to end. There's no way they can lose at this point. After the game, the team was distraught. You saw crying. You saw everything. Um, you could tell Damon had, Damien had his moment. But it was just after the game when they were playing the alma mater he was the only person on his team that when he took his helmet off, held it up proudly and was singing the alma mater with the, with the band and everybody like that. And I was just watching him in that moment and watching him uh, opposed to everybody else. And I was like, that's that's character. Like to still be in that moment. And I was we were up there with his mom. I went over, took a picture of him. I'm like, I had to I had to just say, you know what? Great job. You raised a fine young man. When I just see him compared to his peers and how he handles those situations and not saying crying or being upset is right or wrong. I'm just saying the way you show up in those moments and represent yourself 
and represent the moment. Hell, I doubt I would have been that mature at 17, 18. I might not be that mature today, but I was just, I was proud of him. I took inspiration. I was inspired by him to be able to not get caught up in a moment, still enjoy the other things and still represent myself in those around me in the school, everything else around me properly. And I was just so proud of him in that moment. It's, it seemed very small, but I just, it's stuck in my mind all weekend like that. That is a, that's just, that's, that is a, uh, a sign of great character. I called him yesterday. We talked about it and I just wanted to tell him I was proud of him. So to his mom, Shonda Inslee, she's, she's listens to us. She follows us. Hey, great job. Once again, sorry for the loss, but the bigger picture is you've raised a great son and your daughter is awesome as well. So good job. And with that being said, three brothers, no sense, six rules of podcast, listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.